Welcome to PyPod Chronicles, a series that brings our tech blog to life in a whole new way. Covering an array of topics surrounding Python and tech, from programming tips, best practices, and so much more. Let's get immersed in Python with the Nerd Nook on the go. If you've been keeping up with the blog, then you'll know me as Rusty Raccoon. But hey, if you're new here, I'm Josh, your host. Here we are in episode 10, and I gave this one a title of Building a Finance App with Python. I'm stoked to have you all here. What is this episode going to be about? Well, if you tuned into last week's episode, I introduced PyQt, which is a framework to build apps in Python. In this episode, I'm going to talk about how you can make a finance app in Python with PyQt and more. Before I jump into today's episode, guys, don't forget that I have a free Python beginner cheat sheet that I've made especially for you guys. All you got to do is head to the blog in the description and all new subscribers earn and get this free cheat sheet. So make sure you guys check it out. It's in the description of this episode. Today, we are diving into the world of finance and coding to build your own finance app that's going to have charts as well. You'll be able to calculate compound interest rates like a pro, all while enjoying a sleek and user-friendly interface. We are taking a different spin on this week's episode, and I'm going to break down how you can make a finance app in Python. What you'll need to get started? Well, to create this masterpiece, you're going to be using two powerful libraries. One is PyQt, and this is a framework which allows you to create and build windowed applications in Python. The other library is called matplotlib. Matplotlib is a popular library with data scientists, which allows for data visualization in Python. So imagine converting data and bringing it to life with a beautiful chart or graph. That's what we can do with matplotlib. PyQt provides the GUI, the graphical user interface elements, which make up the windowed application, while matplotlib handles the visual representation of all your data. So before we embark on this coding adventure, make sure that you have the three following installed on your local environment. You're going to be needing, of course, Python. You will need PyQt, and you need to install matplotlib if you haven't done so before. Fire up your favorite Python IDE, I'll be using VS Code for this, and let's bring your finance app to life. First things first, let's begin by importing all the modules you need. So at the top of your file, you should, from PyQt, be importing Qt widgets. In this app, not only will we need QApplication and QMainWindow, what else are you going to be needing in your app? We need our layouts. We're going to have queue labels, queue line edits, queue push buttons. We're going to have a tree view as well as message boxes. So everything we need, import that at the top. From your QT GUI, this is another framework within PyQt. In order to get charts and graphs in a PyQt app, there's a few extra steps we need to take. One, from the Qt GUI framework, that module, I want you guys to import two classes. One is called QStandardItem. The other is QStandardItemModel. We'll use these later. When you import matplotlib, make sure you import the pyplot library, and you can import it as PLT. 
That's the short nickname for matplotlib. In order to get matplotlib into PyQt, we need to do a few more things. So I'm actually going to import backends from matplotlib. You need to import a class called figure canvas QT from the backend of matplotlib, which you can look into doing so. This will allow you to bring these visually appealing charts into your PyQt app. Now it's all on you to design your finance application. Create a class called finance app. Make sure that your class is inheriting QMain window. This is a class that you imported from PyQt. And also make sure that you initialize your finance app as well as the super class inside your constructor method in it. Inside here is where you can design your app. Remember, all the objects you want to see on the screen, you need to create here in init. Then you need to set those objects to a layout, either a vertical or a horizontal layout. QV box layout, QH box layout. In the first row of our design, what I want at the top is I want to have a few input fields. I want to have an area where I can enter the interest rate. I would like to have an area where I can enter the initial investment. And the final area I want is the number of years that I'm going to invest for. This can be done by using QLineEdit. QLineEdit is an input box which allows you to collect an input in PyQt. Make sure that you add these all to the same row, QHBox layout. Now this is going to be held at the top of your app. In the second row, this is where all the data is going to appear. On the left side of the app, I would like to create like a mini table almost that I can visually read my data. So if I invest for 10 years, I should see 10 rows. Each row, the amount of my investment is increasing so I can see how much we're actually earning. To create a table like this, PyQt has a class called QTreeView. I'm going to create that here. So I'm going to create a property with the value as QTreeView. And let's add that to our layout. This is where all the data is going to appear. Next up, to the right of my QTreeView, I want to create a chart. And this is going to convert our data into a visual representation of our data with a chart. It's going to be a line graph with an X and a Y axis. To do this, it's a popular naming convention to name your chart figure, especially while working with matplotlib. So I could create a property self.figure equals figure function. Now this figure function is a special function from the matplotlib library. Now that I've created this property called self.figure, because we are working with matplotlib and PyQt, I had you guys import something from matplotlib backend. I want to use that now. I'm going to create a canvas. And this object, the value is our class that we imported figure canvas. This class takes a single argument. You can put your figure inside as the argument. Now that you have row two done, make sure that you add those to your layout. You should have row one and row two in your layout. 
This brings us to our final row. In this row, ultimately, you should have three push buttons. One button should be for calculate, one should be for reset, and the final button is going to be your save button. Remember to create those objects and add those to your third row. Brilliant! You now have three rows. In order to get this to appear on your screen, remember you need to take those three rows and you need to add them to a final master layout. So if I have three rows, typically my master layout is going to be a column, QV box. I'm going to drop those rows using the add layout method into my master column. That's great guys, your design is done. Now comes all the logical stuff for your app once you've designed it. So we need to create a calculate compound interest function. And the job of this function is it's going to do a few things. The first thing this function is going to do is it needs to get the text value that you entered from all your input fields. So it's going to get the interest rate, initial investment, and the number of years. We need to now take this data and calculate our interest rate. So what I could do is I could create a for loop. And this for loop is going to run for the number of years that I entered. So if I'm going to invest my money for 10 years, this for loop is going to run 10 times. In order to calculate interest, what we need to do is you need to take the initial total and multiply that by your interest rate divided by 100. Every time this loop runs, you're going to have a new total because your interest is compounding. Now that you've calculated interest, you need to get your item year and item total. And you can do this as by creating objects. Hint, hint, use your class QStandardItem. Now that you've calculated your data, we need to update the chart with your results. All this is done with matplotlib. First things first is I'm going to create a variable called AX. This is popular naming convention, especially when working with matplotlib. The value of AX is going to be self.figure.subplots. Subplots is a method from matplotlib which allows you to create multiple plots. This plot is going to have an x-axis, which is years. That's your list of years. So if I entered, I'm going to invest for 10 years, I should have a list with 10 elements, 1 through 10. That's the x-axis. The y-axis is a list of your totals. So your total interest rate, while it's compounding every year, every time it compounds, you should be adding that new investment number to a list. You can do this a long way, or you can do this with a list comprehension. Finally, to get that plotted on your chart, take AX and call the plot method. Inside plot, put your two arguments, years and total. Great. Well, there you have it. That's your function for calculating your interest. Lastly, I'm just going to make a quick method that's going to reset the app. To reset the app, all you need to do is use the clear method and link clear with the object that you want to clear. So you should be clearing everything, your queue line edits, your queue tree view, as well as your plot. The final stage of any app with PyQt is you should be connecting your buttons with events. 
all of our cue push buttons should be linked with the event clicked because you're going to click them. So the layout would be, imagine you have an object called save button. That's a cue push button. Save button dot clicked dot connect. What do you want to connect to? That's where you put one of your functions. Congrats, guys. Overall, I've just kind of explained to you how you can set up your own finance app with PyQt and incorporate Matplotlib. Now, there's more steps to it, and you're going to have to solve a few errors along the way, not just from the podcast. But if you're interested on how I put this together and you want more of a breakdown, if you head over to my blog, I actually have an article about this that you can read that you can visually see how I've done this. Feel free to customize and enhance your app further. Maybe you could add additional features or inputs. The possibilities here are really endless. Let me know in the comments how you guys like this episode of me explaining a breakdown of an app. It's kind of hard to see when you visually can't see it, but we all learn differently. So being able to hear how I did this can also help you learn something in a new way. And that's the goal of these episodes. That's all for now. Thanks guys for tuning in for this episode of PyPod Chronicles. And be sure to check out the blog if you're looking for more. Link in the description. Until next time, I'll see you guys in the next episode.